Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. As adults, most of us can understand the nuance between happiness and joy, but how do you teach that to your children, especially if they're young? I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, who directs our parenting and youth team here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, helping children learn how to be joyful can be kind of tricky. When we celebrate or comfort them with rewards, they may equate their happiness with stuff or personal gain. Um, Help us out here. You want to help kids learn how to reach gratitude quickly as kids early on. Uh, at the age of around 18 months, kids have the capacity to have empathy hmm. and can draw off of other people's emotions. And that very same development in their brain early on can create a very uh, big sensitivity to rewards. And so early on, if you say, hey, you did this, so I'm going to give you this, they have a dopamine release and it's very exciting to get that reward. So what you want to do is help them learn to have that reward in relationship celebrating together accomplishments that you've done, maybe cleaning the house Mm -hmm. or goals you've set for the home, uh, mealtimes, and celebrating. And and they'll learn, you'll set up a culture in your home of learning to celebrate, and that's rewarding enough. Looking at other people, um, receiving things is very rewarding. But, you know, our tendency is to give rewards so that your child is happy, so they're receiving something really special, and we love to see their reaction of happiness, but what you're creating is a consumer mindset Mm -hmm. that I do something because you're going to give me something, and that's why I'm doing it. Create a more relational experience with those kids. And uh, we're going to hear now about how to do that with a little more fun in the home. Uh, Jim Daly spoke with Kim Troby and Courtney DeFeo. Courtney has some insights on this and is the author of a book called In This House, We Will Giggle. In countries where, you know, we have disposable income, we can lavish uh, upon our kids a lot of gifts. And a lot of us do because we like that affirmation as parents Mm -hmm. when we give them the Death Star Mm -hmm. from Star Wars and it costs $300 (laughs) and they get the biggest smile on their faces. And we feel good about ourselves as mom and dad, right? How do we make sure that we're not mishandling that, that we're not overindulging the children so they become spoiled? That's yeah, the word. I think it's a big and it's a challenge for me because I get I get caught in that because I do see them sad and I think I know that those toys and those things do lift their spirits but I do get afraid that that is going to be tied to their happiness and that they will equate that that if I have a lot of things I am good and that is the last thing I want them believing that they are okay if they have a lot of stuff so I think it's a good caution for all of us just to remember that actually if we're loved and we remember that we're beloved by our parents and we're, you know, loved by our Savior, that they're going to be okay. And so I think as parents, we have to remember that's not the ticket to their happiness. And um, we'll talk about joy, um, hopefully in the program today, but there's a difference between happiness and joy. Courtney, let's go ahead and hit it then. I mean, that difference between happiness and joy. Some people may not see a distinction. What is the distinction? Yeah, I think there's a lot of fleeting, very temporary things that make me happy. And um, I'll just be honest, TJ Maxx, love it makes me very happy. If I'm having a down day, I can just go in there, get a shirt. You know, it makes me temporarily feel good. I've got a new shirt. And the same things can happen for our kids. They've had a bad day. We can go get them a Gatorade. We can give them a milkshake. And that's okay. But if that is our way of parenting and making them feel good, it's not going to last for them. And so I've had these conversations with my girls about lasting joy. And that if God can fill your heart and you feel loved by your parents and you feel a secure home and you feel loved by a Savior that's never going to leave you, 
that's going to last with you. And so in the joy chapter, we talk about a joy-filled journal. You know how scientists go out and they look and study things? They'll start looking at the world around them and studying that. And so for my girls, we started studying joyful people. And what do you see happy people out in the world that are just happy? Or do you see true joyful people? And I think there's a difference. Mm. And we know different people in our culture. And they started talking about their teachers and their grandparents and people that are just joyful and people that are happy. You know, you mentioned the chapters, and I think it would be good for us to um, help everybody understand that you've laid out this book in a really great way. It's very easy to follow along. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about how the chapters work and what moms can expect when they get this book. Yeah, I'm a mom, just like many of you out there. And I think there's people are like, how do you even read a book, much less write a book? And I'm with you. You know, it's tough to fit this stuff in. And so I didn't want another book that's on a great topic and that you can't figure out how to actually apply it. So each chapter, half of it is about the importance of that virtue. And the other half, I wanted to be as practical as possible. So each, so let's take joy, for example. When you get into the part about applying it and teaching it to your children, there's a definition that makes it really easy for your children. So joy is choosing to praise. God in all things. So that's putting a virtue, a big term, in a way that kids can understand it. So regardless of your circumstances, hey, Larson, Ella, Joy is choosing to praise God in all things. And then there's a verse so that you can tie it back biblically to a verse. So it's a happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. And then there's an activity that you don't have to do because I never want anyone to think this book is a formula. It's like, here's an idea starter for you. And whether you have boys, because I know you have some boys, Jim, and you do too, Kev, I have girls. Girls, here's an idea. Now, what would that look like for your family? So it's an idea starter. Um, and then it has some questions you could ask at dinner. And so I try to make it as easy as possible to say, hey, for the month of, and I suggest a month, for the month of January, let's kick it off the new year with joy. And then you make it your own and your family. You know, I really like uh, Courtney's suggestion about studying the characteristics of joyful people. Uh, that sounds like a fun activity for young kids where they can take notes in a journal or something. And Danny, um, as we discuss happiness and joy with our kids, how do we help them connect those concepts with their identity and their sense of self? Well, identity is built throughout our lifetime as a child of God. We are constantly learning more about who God created us to be, even as adults. And so it's not a destination. It's just a journey along the way. And part of that is enjoying the, the, the heart of God, which is a, a, a God that is really about laughter and enjoyment and joy. And we see that in Scripture. We see David mm. dancing. And you can do little dance party moments as a family when you're uh, either celebrating or just having a fun time together. Uh, laughter is a key component to bonding and attachment in relationship. Take time to laugh. Laugh at yourself. Find if, if you can't find things to laugh about, look for jokes. We have some in our Clubhouse magazine uh, there are plenty out there. There are memes that you can look at that are funny. Find opportunities to laugh, and kids will bond with you as you laugh together. It is important to, to recognize those characteristics in other people that are joyful. Just know that some kids in your home may have a real hard time with laughter, and that mm -hmm. they may be a little bit more melancholy and depressed to begin with. Uh, go into their humor first. What do they find funny and why, and help them understand that piece of their identity and help them expand their uh, enjoyment of, of laughter and things that are funny to help them create an even bigger menu of, of enjoyment of that laughter because it does feel good. But don't do any, uh, if I can call it this, joy shaming. In other words, for the child who's not overly expressive, don't 
try to guilt them into being more expressive. I mean, you can't fake this. Come on, Jimmy. You can smile more. You can laugh more. What's wrong with you? I mean, you, you don't want to go into that kind of a script. But you know what's excellent about this is that emotions are contagious. And so you guys can still have a great time and laughing and letting that child warm up to that. They will uh, still get benefit from that, but you're absolutely right, John. Not shaming them into that or saying you have to feel joyful and laugh and be happy or make a joke about the fact that they're not laughing. Just have them enjoy the, the culture you're setting up in your home. Be a leader in laughing for your kids and uh, see what that does for your family. Well, uh, modeling is so essential, and Courtney DeFeo shares ways to do that more effectively in her book, In This House, We Will Giggle. We've got copies of that, and we'll be happy to send a copy of that to you as our thank you gift when you make a generous donation of any amount to Focus on the Family today. And if you have parenting questions, uh, we do have a parenting website that is rich. Danny and his team are working really hard to make sure it's uh, full of great articles and uh, videos, audio conversations, books, and so much more. We're going to link over to that in the episode notes. And uh, do plan to be with us next time as we hear from pediatrician Dr. Meg Meeker. Moms under pressure is our topic. And uh, for now, I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, and on behalf of the entire team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Mm-hmm.